Okay, Chicago Brothers Bear Show post game edition. Bears fall to the Vikings, nineteen thirteen, in a turnover field, a turnover full mess. Justin Fields hurts his hand, uh, goes out for the second half. Tyson Bajant comes in, commits two turnovers himself. One, uh, you know, it's late in the game. Pick Andre. I mean. We get two weeks of good offense and then this. Yeah, this was um, this was a tough one to swallow. I, I didn't look this up before the game uh, or during the game, how we play after these mini buys or buys ourselves. I just kind of feel like when we get extra time, we play worse. It, it, maybe I'm wrong. I'd have to actually look at the stats, but it just kind of feels that way in general. Uh, we look flat. Uh, to be honest, I think we we came out, we looked a little flat. Um, I mean, I think our defense, considering played really well against, uh, you know, Justin, uh, with JJ being out, you know, Jefferson being out. And um, you, like we said, turnover battle, and you, you can't have the turnovers. And that's just how it goes. And then, you know, we just saw dudes drop, man. We're just getting a lot of just more injuries are piling up. Obviously, when Justin goes out, everyone's like, oh, it's Bajan time. Here we go, Bajan watch. And, I mean, he showed some flashes, but he showed he's a rookie. And, um, you know, we're going to see. I, I, mean, I don't know what Justin's going to be like next week, if Bajan's going to start and he has, like, the full team reps and get ready. But you saw some things from Bajan you don't see from Justin, but then you see the rookie side of it. So You, you definitely saw some some rookie side of it, and, and maybe the nerves got to him or, or who knows. But uh... – you know, we, we we knew the Bears were not a very deep team. And when you get this many injuries and this many guys down and you've had now, you know, 35 offensive line combinations in Eberflus's 20-something-odd games, it's not, a, you know, a, a recipe for success, right? Like, there's no consistency in that line. And it showed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're playing a team as much as Minnesota does. Yeah. And really, you're really right. The, the the offense looked flat. They just looked yeah. out of sync, out of rhythm. Like all the momentum they had coming out of Washington was just gone. And it's like, you know, the, the formula to beat the Bears is just put pressure on the quarterback, whether that be Fields or Bajent, you know, going forward over these next couple of weeks, depending on, you know, Fields' hand situation. Uh, and, you know, based on the fact that he was not able to come back in the game after going to the locker room for x-rays, I'm going to assume he's probably going to miss a week or two at minimum. You know, the defense has been improving since e- Eberflus took over for Alan, Alan yeah. Williams. Yeah. So I will I will give them credit for that. But there's still too many mistakes. There's still too many times of just questionable play calling, especially on the offensive side of the ball where, you know, it gets predictable. I think we ran that same screen, wide receiver screen, three plays in a row, right? And, you know, we did the same thing against the Buccaneers, and the Bucks came out after the game like we knew it was coming. Right? Yeah. And it looks like the same thing. Like the Vikings just kind of knew what the Bears were going to try to do offensively and made the adjustments in the second half. Now, with Bajan in, they do – you know, there's times where it looks different, but – it's just so predictable. I don't know. 
it's like I said, they just think they look flat. I mean, I just feel like they had success in the ground game. But they couldn't convert that success into the passing game. And I wasn't sure if just, again, you know, people are going to look at it and analyze it. They're going to see if Justin had some openings. But I, what the problem was, okay, is that we didn't design an offense to handle this pressure. Plain and simple. We've had, I mean, the first play of the offensive play of the game, Justin gets sacked because why? Nobody's blocking the guy. He literally comes free off the edge, off of blitz, off the first play. And how, I mean, how do you not see from a protection scheme that you're basically one person short? You know what I mean? So this is the thing. Like it's it's a I, wide I, open shot on Justin Fields for the first yeah, play of the game, mean, and and he just gets. I mean, he was getting pounded today, and he you can see once he started getting hit a lot, and they didn't give him some easy throws in the game to get him in his rhythm. You can see him. He took off a lot, probably more than he did in the last two weeks because he just didn't feel comfortable back there. He didn't have the nice pocket that he had, and you have like. I, it's just so frustrating because, you know, of all being said, you know, Cody Whitehair has got, uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's a good offensive lineman, but sometimes his snaps are just crazy. And I mean, they, they, they goddamn benched him. They had they got to. to the point where you're basically taking potentially one of your better, li- uh, uh, you're, you're going to replace him with Lucas Patrick just because he can't snap the ball. Right. And it's just frustrating. And it, it did impact plays. It's not saying that, you know, it was just like, we're going to bench you, we're going to blame you. No, some of his low snaps and high snaps literally took the timing off the play and it ruins the play. Um, yeah, and it was know, a deserving I, benching. I it's think. a deserving benching. He's got to get better at that. I mean, the offensive line just had a bad, bad, a bad. Um, it, it really came down to it is immediately you lose Davis and you, and you kind of just let your air out and you go, this is not going to be good. And it showed. That's, yeah, I mean, and as soon it, as he's down, uh, the the it, it, but pressure was still coming anyways, even with him in there. But you can tell like it's going to be awful hard to overcome one of our guys going down again. Tevin looks great. Uh, I think Darnell Wright had a really good game. He had some good block blocks. Like I said, we effectively ran the ball. I think if we had actually some starting running backs, I think Deontay Foreman played great for for just coming in, not having played in a while. And I think he he gave his gave it gave it his all. Yeah, but I have to say, like if Herbert Roshan Johnson's in there, we it's a different might, game. Maybe it's a different game. It just really goes to show you when you're down offensive talent, especially even in the backfield. The Vikings weren't scared. They weren't scared at all. They had no problems blitzing us constantly. They weren't scared of us getting them deep. They said, "You know what? We're going to overwhelm this offensive line. We're going to overwhelm the offensive scheme, and the Bears have nothing to beat them." I um, mean, we didn't hardly see any draw plays because maybe there wasn't pressure. We didn't see really any screens for using the running back because maybe, you know, that's not what Deontay Foreman's game is. Um, so how do you beat this pressure? Uh, they just, like, could have done some toss sweeps, you know, ran counters with Justin. They they weren't ready. And it goes to sh- – and they weren't even ready, but they just felt like we were taking the abuse and not being the abusers. Finally, when we started getting in near the end of the game, we ran the ball. But all that being said – it's not not really good. We had a chance to come down and win the game again. Uh, we destroyed an interception. We so, did have a chance to win the game, and we talked about it previously. That you know the team that does not beat themselves will win this game, and the Bears give up you know a score to Minnesota's defense, and that's the determining factor that's the game. of the game, right? That's the game. We blocked the extra point, but essentially, that's thirteen thirteen. If if um, 
you have to see the defense only gave up 13 points today against a against one of the best pass offenses in the league i mean obviously without jj it's a big difference but when they didn't really sack they put a little pressure on him they really didn't sack kirk cousin a lot i mean they didn't get to him much but they played damn good defense they had a really good run and they they defense played their ass off today it's just unfortunate that the offense um really kind of felt like tampa bay I mean, I felt like I was watching the Tampa offense. Yeah, it, it felt similar to that again. And I will say, you know, I want to give credit to someone who Vive ripped on quite a bit, and that's Velas Jones. Uh, Velas actually had a decent game returning the ball today. And, you know, he had a, the, the one run, which looked okay. You know, special teams-wise has been the one thing consistently yeah. this Bears team has actually been okay at. Yeah. But the issue is they cannot play complementary football in all three phases. It's like you get a game where the defense plays well and the offense plays like shit, or you get a game where the offense plays well and the defense collapses in the second half. You know, last week was the only week we saw them actually play pretty well across all three phases, all three phases and they won convincingly. Yeah. Right. But this I mean, is such you, inconsistency, such you inconsistency. go against it. I mean, you go against Washington, you score 40 points and probably had should add more. You go up against Minnesota. Who's got one of the, less talented defenses and it's been struggling and you barely score you just score 13. This is what I was this is this is my whole thing, right? We talked about this. It's consistency. So now let's we're going to play a little forecaster here, right? As I'm watching this game and we had these conversations in private, we could talk about a little bit here. Right? We talked about okay. Carolina was like, "Oh my god, they might be Miami. Like what's going to happen?" No. 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 They're going to Carolina. So we're we're gonna maybe after this week be in this we're about to be number two in the draft board. So Carolina's looking at number one still. So let's project this. Say the Bears are a top five pick, and then we get Carolina's pick, which is also in the top five. Let's say it could be one. And um, who knows? Carolina might beat us. Uh, but now seeing all of this, right, and seeing Justin hurt yet again. You know, we talked about, you know, does Justin stay on the – let's say Justin continues to play really well. Do you not take Caleb Williams? Now, these conversations are going to come in. But now let's let's really kind of look at it, right, because we're kind of getting off the – he had two great games and then did not have a good game. And he's injured again, right? This is another concern that we've got to have as Bear fans. Wor- like, worst case scenario for the Bears right now is Justin Fields missing – four or five weeks with a broken wrist or whatever it is. A broken finger or something on his yeah. hand or something. Um, I mean, it's not worst case because honestly, what I'm, what I was going to say, Mike, is it settles the case. It might, it might, this, it, it's not a might. It's going to settle the case. You're going to see Bajent with reps. I'm going to predict this with Bajent. I think with reps, he's going to slowly improve and you're going to see that the offense is going to actually be, stabilized and adequate they won't be explosive as ju- with justin but they'll be more consistent with bajan they they definitely at least in the drive where they scored the touchdown and even when they were driving again in the late in the game they look to be playing with a little bit more rhythm and just kind of a little bit more gusto i guess like like they didn't look flat they right? well, yeah i think they but they knew like this the game's not in out of hand right these guys are professionals they want to win they uh, want to win, and it's now. Bajan still got his got stripped. I mean, 
he should have thrown that ball away or whatever, maybe protect it. It is what it is. A lot of quarterbacks get the ball stripped. It's unfortunate that the ball gets picked up. We can't tackle the guy. That, you know, um, you know, the guys in the, in the broadcast said it right. It's first and 10. I see you want to go downfield. He had, again, pressure in his face. But on first and 10, when you have a chance to win the game, maybe you just don't try to make that throw. That's the rookie throw that you go, God damn it. You know, that's like <sighs> – that's like Wilson and the Jets. They make these stupid bungle throws, right? Or any rookie. You're yeah, like, it, it seemed like he was giving himself a heat check. and he, He's not like, oh, I got him open. Like, I'm going to give it to DJ and, and put this away. And you got that killer instinct. I don't – was that ball tipped at the end? No, his, he got hit. Or, or he got he's hit. The ball. He's literally throwing the ball as he's getting smashed. So just lame ducked because he couldn't yep. get the follow through. Yep. And yep. him just got walked back. Uh, and I, th- I think there was Borum, I think just got walked back right into him and he tried to throw it. And as he's throwing it, he's kind of also trying to take the hit. And that's why he couldn't get the velocity there. I think DJ is open if he delivers the ball uh, downfield. But again, it's like you've got f- like three, two to three minutes left. And you're, you're you, this is Getty just being greedy with his play call. And maybe Justin makes that throw, but this again, this is where I kind of feel like maybe you're just trying to make that throw. You're just trying to work the ball down the field and then give yourself, you had three timeouts to then you have like, you know, two, three minutes to punch it in to win it. And if you don't, you don't, it just, that is, but you can't just give it up. And that once that happened, it's over. Right. So, yeah. But that's not my point. My point is with the whole Caleb Williams thing, right. If we see Bajan come in, let's say Justin goes out for a while, Bajan comes in, stabilizes it. You got to really now think to yourself, yes, Justin could be the guy. Bajan could be a player for you, an adequate, maybe a backup. We'll see how he plays now. Um, I just don't think everyone thinks, you know, Brock Purdy grows on trees, and I just don't see that happening. I just don't see the Bears having an offensive system. Put it this way, I think Brock Purdy in our system looks pedestrian. Okay. Um, with how we're just playing consistent, you know, football and offense. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but I, I just don't, you know, that, that's my opinion. But you, Brock Purdy's got several pro bowlers around Williams. I'm really thinking you just hit the, you know, you hit the timer and you go boom and you blow up everybody. You get rid of everybody. You get rid of Eberflus. Because what I think it is, you just got to, you got to reset the clock with a new quarterback and get a coach in here and a coaching system. That's going to support now Caleb Williams because it just doesn't happen with Justin. And and I just kind of feel like I don't know if they can actually handle Caleb Williams. But they can handle Justin Fields, who's potentially just as good of an athlete as Caleb Williams is. Maybe not as a good of a thrower, but pretty damn maybe a better runner, to be honest. Um, I just don't trust him with anything. So no, yeah, no, if, if I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, go, you know what? I feel like, you know what? That decision was kind of in flux in my head. Now I'm kind of seeing the, 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 the sign a little bit. Now I'm no, saying, Oh yeah. And you know what? I'm okay. If, if, you know, it's just like unfortunate, but I, it's not that Justin has an inconsistent performance problems. It's also, he has, he's getting, he's injury prone, man. And it's like, if he can only take those few hits and, and over a course of a season, he gets hit quite a bit. But a lot of quarterbacks get hit a lot, and he just seems to just get injured every year. I don't know if he's not as a starter. I don't think he. I think he's taken time off an injury every single year. Nothing yeah, he has. And and under no circumstances 
do you give Eberflus and Getze an opportunity with another quarterback? Right. Nope. Under no sort. You, if you're picking number one overall, you're taking Williams and you're blowing the whole thing up. You have to. Right. Well, you're you're doing the opposite. You're going to blow the whole thing up. You're going to get a new coaching staff come in. I mean, you're going to tell. I mean, they're going to come in knowing. They're, they're getting Caleb Williams. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and no. they have to because you cannot. Getsy was brought in to help develop Fields, and Fields has not looked, aside from two games, yeah, better than he did as a rookie. Right. And while I still very much believe that Justin Fields can be a quality starting quarterback, I said it before, you know, I think after week three, I just don't think it's going to be with the Bears. Right. Um, it, it, it's just like it's like the it's like a curse that's hanging over Chicago land when it comes to the Bears offense and quarterbacks like we just can't get this right somehow but it doesn't mean you don't keep you don't stop trying so no you got you have to keep trying and, and yeah. you have to keep rolling the dice again and again and again and again we'll, and I know we'll Caleb see. Williams had a bad game against Notre Dame but I mean he's still I think clearly the number one well, I mean, yeah, pick, so you, you know. cut, look, this, this is the point, right? You've got clearly probably the best quarterback in college. He has a bad game. If Justin Fields can get his hand unbruised or whatever happened to him and he's just got like, you know, a jacked up finger and the swelling goes down and he's okay and he can play and he comes back and lights it up next week. I'm just saying that in my mind, like analytically, right, not emotionally, if you have a quarterback – who we can't protect the quarterback and if he gets hit a lot and when he gets hit he fumbles and injures he's also prone to turnovers with Justin that we got to just be careful with with it the fact that would we keep riding on this train right and and I would be to be on all fairness that question doesn't come up if we don't draft number one again like if we're let's say that Carolina gets on a run, knock, I'm knocking on wood here because I do want us to have a high pick in Carolina. But let's say that we draft number eight and number five. Okay, that might be we might not be we like no whoever has number one might not want to give up number one to get Caleb Williams. Like there might be like I don't care what you give us, we're taking this kid who's really good, right? So the question really the whole this whole scenario is based on the fact that the Bears will have the opportunity to draft him, right? So we're hoping that things stabilize, but it just was so disappointing that they came out on the offensive side of the ball. They came out flat. Their game plan was just not good. And I know they're down players, and I know their offensive line is just all over the place. And I kind of feel like, it's the frustrating part is you know it's like not totally ineptitude that's causing these issues. There are legitimate reasons why they have a problem here. And they ran the ball, they ran they ran well, but in this game, you really need to be able to open it up. And they never did that. And it's just kind of frustrating. Like near the end, you're like, oh, with the rookie, you're gonna say, Hey, let's start throwing precision passing and stuff. You're like, oh God. Yeah, and I um, mean this was a game, as we've seen many, many times before, where you kind of knew how this game was going to go from the very first offensive snap, right? You call, yeah. you, you know, it's it's like as soon as we saw that, I'm like, 
Ugh. That first series, like I'm like, God, all we're gonna do is have Justin Fields run around, get tattooed because he just feels like he has to run for his life. And I'm like, I've seen this movie before. It's called The Fast in the the Idious Idiocies episodes one, two, and three this year. And now we're gonna see episode four. And that's pretty much what we saw. It is, and we've seen it too many times before, too frequently with this coaching staff. And, you know, this whole season we talked about, right, was predicated on you have to make a decision on Justin Fields by the end of the season, and that yeah. usually is coupled with making a decision on this coaching staff. Yep. And at this point – it's trending in that dis- direction. It's trending in it's you're one in, bye bye time. One in five. You're one in five now. Definitely out of the playoffs. You're looking at maybe a top, at least a top ten pick, probably for sure. I mean, they don't get me wrong. They could, you know, rally and you know win five games and out of six or something and all that stuff. I just don't see the consistency on their team and the ability to stay healthy for me to say that they might just go like. But even if they go like 500 the rest of your day, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, they just kind of oscillate back and forth. I just don't see the consistency on this team. I can tell you this, though. The fully healthy defense, we finally saw it today. So if there is any hope, it's the hope that the defense, fully healthy, you can see it, showed up. And then if the offense can just get their ass together – somehow we're going to have some opportunities to win uh, more games. Yeah. So, and I, and I think the inconsistencies on offense is what's going to determine how the rest of this season goes. Again, like I said, the defense over the last couple of weeks is getting better and getting healthier, as you said. Yeah. Right. So, you know, to Eberflus's credit, and as much as we've kind of ragged on him and his coaching staff, since he's taken over the defense, they've been better. Yeah. Kudos I to mean, you. You're still not winning Where, games. <laughs> where's Cole Komet today, man? Where's some of your major weapons today at all? It just I mean, seems like Getsy yeah. to me feels like the guy, and he, it's a little bit of the naggy syndrome of like he tries to be the smartest guy in the room too much. And sometimes when you try to be the smartest guy in the room, you end up looking like a moron, right? And it's like I, mean, you, I know you, our team, I, but I mean, look, there's got to be a there's got to be like a playbook of. My offensive line is not protecting. No, don't get me wrong. There's not much you can do on offense if your offensive line's not protecting you in the pass game, right? In the run game, we were mauling fools, straight up mauling people in the in the run game. But I just don't see how that. Unfortunately, that 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 never translated into a play action system in the passing game. I just never saw. That usually when you're that effective in the run, you can translate that. In some and, play I, and, and I think plays. some of that was that. the poor snapping, throwing off the timing, right? Like there was some times I where mean, it's got like what out of like this, I don't know how many snaps they ran, but you maybe had like five errant snaps. So what you're looking at three or four percent. Yeah, there was multiple times of just the snap is know, too low, multiple, it's Michael, too high. It's percentage, right? So yeah, a half. I mean, no, half of no, the no, snaps no, no, no. and gun were low. No, 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 no. I think I think that's like you like. I think when you when you watch it again, not half the snaps and gun were bad. Um, people, you're gonna remember the bad ones, but like all the other ones that were fine or manageable, were okay. Even though there's like that low one that just takes the timing off. The point of the matter is that 
that wasn't all those weren't off play action. That's a gun. Why don't you like snap the ball, fake the handoff, fake a counter, make a play? Like we didn't like we did with Washington. We kept going sideline to sideline in misdirection. Right? If you got a team that's constantly blitzing, why aren't we like letting them flow to one side and blitz strong and then try to sneak around them there? So I didn't only near the end did you kind of see this? A couple times you saw that, right? And I was like, come. Like if you're you're if the run game is working and they went to it, which is great. But the problem is that you've got to be able to set up a passing game with it, and their passing game today was just abysmal. I mean, at some point we had negative three yards passing because we got sacked so much. Uh, to like the Vikings fifty four, but the Vikings fifty four is like ah, okay, that's horrible. But again, when do you see like oh yeah, it's typical for us. We have like negative three yards passing, right? What's so frustrating is you just saw two amazing games where it was like we figured it out we've got our identity here we go no we forgot it <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it boils yeah. back down to as we said right it's it's too much inconsistency yeah and when you have this much inconsistency generally the blame falls on coaching and yeah we're just they weren't prepared they, the game plan they had and the setup they i don't know how you don't watch tape on minnesota you don't watch tape on Minnesota's defense, and you're like, every other team that destroyed this team, we're just going to do exactly that against that team. And maybe we just couldn't execute, so maybe that was the game plan. You know, I, you know, I'm not a tape person, and I guess I could go back and watch the other previous Minnesota games and look at our game and make that comparison. But it just feels like what we were – like I said, the first play of the game, like literally they're bringing pressure – and you got free. You had free runners. You had free runners at Justin Fields. So who, if it's not Justin picking up those blocks, and we're not executing, we're not calling that out. But Getsy's got to see this in the sideline, going, okay, yeah, he's going to pretty much blitz eighty percent of the time. So I need to basically have a game plan where that's going to happen. Yeah, you, you know, need the screen so game to work, the quick passing game, and something. just not like, there. Just some quick slants in there, or even if it's mass pressure, but then run at the blitz, like, and you do that, but then you you sneak in some play action passes it's just it feels like we were confused and it feels like we didn't really like i said i felt we felt flat like yeah we felt flat and the play calling especially after a few of the big plays that we made it just seems like we went back to a play that just took the rhythm away right yeah it just, and, and i don't know like we could have maybe up tempoed them a little too you know there's no reason not to up tempo a, a blitzing team you know you basically have to all their guys are now being crashing in the line of scrimmage. They have to go back into coverage, and then they have to go back in the line of scrimmage, and they go back coverage. Like you said, so you can tire teams out like that, running around like a little bit, right? They're not just you, – you, you, you just up – you know, just do a little something. I mean, I, I just don't know if like – and then when you had the whole second half, you know, we were we, – and our defense really let up that touchdown, but that was really the only – that two-minute drill. I wish they could have held them to a field goal there, but – that being said, we come out and we, you know, get our stop, and then we come back and like, damn it! Just, I mean, just thirteen game, points right? off of turnovers, right? Like that's yeah. that was the stat of the game. So yeah, you know, well, here we go again in in one of these frustrating losses that just continue to pile up. Yeah, you know, and and it feels like Tampa Bay, Mike. It just it feels feel, like it feels Tampa very Bay. much like like the Buccaneers game, and and you know, we we are going to take this loss, and we start looking. Now more and more forward because, you know, we figure the season is pretty much at a point of doneness, right? They're not there. I mean, we knew at 0-3 they're not a playoff team. 
Yeah. But we saw a little bit of life. They'll be like, well, maybe they can be competitive and get to that six. No. The Bears are probably a four or five win team, which is still an improvement over last year, but it's not good enough. It definitely does not meet the expectations. I mean, the low end of most people's expectations, I think, were six wins. High end was probably 10. We're not there, which means you're probably looking at some major changes again in the offseason, and we'll start to see what that's going to look like over the next several weeks. Obviously, Justin's hand injury is now the big question mark. Uh, with the remaining games on the schedule. Let's look around the league, see what else is happening. We know the Panthers lost to the Dolphins. Jaguars beat the Colts. Uh, Texans moved to 3-3, and beating the Saints. Uh, C.J. Stroud does not have a fantastic game, but they still find a way to win. The Commanders also go back to 500 and and send the Falcons down to 3-3. and And we've got the Ravens over the Titans. And the game right now that is tight is looks like the Browns are going to take down the 49ers. Browns defense plays well. 1917 looks like Browns over the 49ers. So, Andre, here we go again. Back to draft watch. It looks like, you know, it's like the one thing well, we get to keep focusing on going forward. And it's no, all we just got to see is we're going to, we have to just check out Justin's injury. And if it's, I, I honestly think now, like, there's no – what's the point of rushing him back? Uh, just let Bajent get some time. The season, for the most part now, is – Is done. Is done, right? So, unless Justin is 100% healthy and he can throw and there's no risk of extra injury, that's fine. Then you, you put him out there because, again, you want him to do well, most likely because you're going to trade him uh, – at some point in the season so you can make way for, you know, whatever quarterback you're going to draft. And that's all dependent upon a record and count Carolina's record and all that stuff. But I mean, it's like, we're, it'd be interesting to see Bajan on a full week of reps with the first team getting practice reps and all that stuff and coming out and playing against number ones just to see what you got there potentially. But it doesn't matter because he's still, you know, he's still a rookie quarterback and, we know what we saw what Justin Fields can be. I mean, that's what it is. The frustrating thing is that we cannot get anything out. Like it feels, it feels to me like, and this is a lot of players, right? A lot of players need that success early, get their emotions going, get their confidence going, feel comfortable back there. And you literally set them up for a sack. The first play of the game, you can tell it just, it ripples through the team and it through Justin, like, if he's and, and this is not this is not a Justin thing. This is a quarterback thing. If you're getting pressure and you're getting hit a lot, you're just not going to play well. It's just that there's there's a very few quarterbacks who can just have that mental resiliency and and no matter what they can take these licks and they can still deliver strikes and they can still like play awesome. Justin's it's not like anything spectacular. At Justin, I wish he could, uh, wish he could step up to that, but it's okay. Um, Honestly, we we deserve this loss by how we played on offense. We made really, you know, I think we got robbed with the turnover of a TJ Edwards on the sideline. I yeah, think, I think for sure we got robbed there. Um, defense played well, so you're going to take some positives out of this. Finally, we saw what a healthy Bears defense can do under a play car who has experience. And honestly, Michael, as bad as our offense is, if the defense – holds teams to 15 points on average now we can get 15 points 
You yeah, know, we're so going to be in some games. That... We're going to be in games. So now this is one of those things where can are we just going to be like talking like this, frustrated at play calling and execution on offense again? Um, again, we hope defense stays consistent and they stay healthy. We want um, we got to get some guys back because you definitely saw having not our top running backs in the game, I think makes a difference. And then again, we just lose another offensive lineman with Nate Davis. We don't know how long he's going to be gone. We just benched Cody Whitehair. So it's like, what what the hell, man? Like, Yeah, it it's, it's all feels deja vu all over. I mean, I think whoever I – mean, again, you're like, who do you put back there? You put Joe Montana back there? He's running for his life. So Yeah, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback at this point. If that offensive line is going to be, you know, that that much of a, you know, change out every couple Have you of heard series. any word on when uh, Braxton Jones might be back? I think he's due back – in two weeks against the Chargers, okay. Um, I think his window will open to return after the Raiders next week. Um, but we will check on all the injuries in our midweek edition on Thursday. Yep. Um, you know, Bears get Vegas at home next week. Another game where you're going into it going, God, man, this was a home there loss. Was, was to a divisional opponent. Another Guys. one. It's just right. that's that's another thing that just kills me is like our home fans, our home fans can't see a victory against a team we probably should have beat. I, I mean, and you know, Detroit's the only other divisional opponent you get at home this season, and you're probably not beating them. No, I mean, if it. you can't win a divisional game at home, I'll take a I'll take a home a home win. Give me a home. I mean, yeah, I mean, for God's sakes, are we just talking about? We win one away game and one home game, and we're just happy with the season. That's what it kind of feels like. It's so depressing. Andre, the last time the Bears won a game at home was week three last season against Houston. Yeah, we beat the bejesus out of them. But, yeah. That no, was, it was 23-20. Barely won that oh, game. Oh, no. Well, I felt like it was – I think we ran for like two over 2,000 yards or whatever it was. But – um yeah we ran for 281 we ran yeah. all over them yeah I, m- I remember that game yeah that was the um, khalil herbert is the man game yeah and montgomery i think had a good game too but the point is that that's living in the past now who you know fuck it's so far it just goes away. to show you how long it's been since you won a game at home right? <sighs> i mean we uh, to be honest with you we've only won two games since then anyway you know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's it's like so so so. Fuck it, it's home or away, it doesn't matter. We got literally two wins since week three of last season. Right? The Bears are a very frustrating team. Um, I know the Bears fans are frustrated. I'm frustrated with them. I know it's gonna be a lot being said with other fans, cast podcasts, and you know we're gonna see analysis on this. It just came down to it, Mike. We lost the turnover battle. We didn't put – we really put enough – our defense played well. I, I feel like I wish we got more pressure and more hits on, on Cousins. But the but, defense played okay. I mean, our coverage played really well. I mean, Jalen Johnson had a monster game. I don't mean, I don't mean past defense he had, but he played – you can tell he's a good corner. Yeah, the defense but played okay, but you're still going to have their calls. Our offensive, our offensive rhythm and scheme, and especially the offensive line, they really let us down today. Um. Our offensive line really let us down today. And they, they played well in the run game. Don't get me wrong, but again, too much um, inconsistency overall. Too much inconsistency. And, and, and I just losing the turnover battle. We talked about it on Thursday. Yeah. 
right? Thursday night, we, we, we said the team that wins the turnover battle. Is it's unfortunate. The like the Justin gets hit and his ball just, I mean, he got hit in the ball. Like he threw it up like a goddamn pop fly. And so it, it took forever. So if someone's going to come down under it and then Bajan, you know, agent also throws a contested pass uh, and, you know, you just under threw it and guy catches it. And of course he gets ripped. Um, so we, we just, I mean, some of those, inter, some of those turnovers are kind of like, well, then Deontay Foreman almost lost a fumble, luckily. So, yeah, we, we, you can't, it, there's no excuse for it. Just, it's unfortunate. Um, I think for me, the, to- the turning point in the game is when the Bears get that turnover from Cousins. You know, Edwards scoops that ball, gets it, and we do absolutely nothing with it. I think at that point I realized, like, man, I just don't think we're going to win this game. Yeah, we, that was for me. We, we, we get the turnover and then immediately turn it right back over. And yeah, then Minnesota comes and scores a touchdown, get the ball at the start of the second yeah, half. Yeah, I was like, okay, in the second half, to me that was that was the dagger. Uh, and, of course, obviously I'm like, well, Bajan, it's a new life. The, the Definitely the team is responding, especially after the, the scoop and fumble. Our fumble and, you know, scoop for a touchdown. You're like, okay. You know, we have a chance. Like I said, we had a chance. Our defense is going to keep us in games. Can our offense find rhythm again? And is Justin going to be out there to do it, or is it going to be Bajant? Because obviously right now I think Bajant is going to be the the starter if Justin is injured. He can't play. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think at this point you're at, you're at the point of the season and you're at the point with the team where you just have to start evaluating who you're keeping into next season. Right. Who the hell's our start, starting offensive line? Who the hell's the offensive line? You've got, <laughs> you know, the, the trade deadline in two weeks. Obviously, there's going to be some questions about, are you moving yeah. Darnell Mooney? Are you moving Jalen Johnson? Are you moving on from, obviously, Cody Whitehair, if you can find anybody who wants no, him at I this think, point? So what they're going to do is they'll put Lucas Patrick, I think, at center again. I think they'll put Cody Whitehair back at guard. You got questions uh, about Nate, Nate Davis's Davis injury, yeah. Yeah, and then I think you're gonna have Borum Jenkins. Well, no, uh, when they when they pulled Whitehair out of center, they didn't move him over to guard. They let Carter uh, they, keep they, playing guard. I know, but I think they pulled him just to say, "Listen, dude, you got to not play me because you suck right now." Yeah, you. And it wasn't just the snapping; his blocking was suspect. I think, suspect. I, but I think Cody Whitehair is a better guard than Carter is. I yeah, I but I mean, I, at this point, on does it really matter? You know. Yeah. That's no, I mean, it does. You want to put the best player out there, and I think Cody Whitehair is a better guard than Carter right now. Uh, you know, I think they just t- they just told Whitehair, dude, you're we're just gonna, you know, he didn't he didn't practice at guard at all <laughs> this game or this week. Probably only played center. Yeah, and, it's, and I'm sure like in an emergency situation, they could have put him at guard if Carter got hurt and he could probably play. But you know, we, and I, I, I mentioned earlier, to see where so Cody many Whitehair, different. Cody Whitehair is basically sitting on the bench. Um, that's a big sign, and again, you're like, well, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> season, it, it, whatever. season season's done. I mean, I mean, you know, we're yeah. we're looking at again. Okay, who do we have for next year? Who do we don't? Who can we keep? Who can we get rid of? Who's who can we trade to maybe get some we need, assets? We need a lot of teams to start like winning, losing, winning, losing, winning, losing. So that way, we are clearly yeah. We need like, some separation at the people. bottom. Yeah, so we got to start like. We might. I, I want us like have like. Oh, the Bears are starting to get to get their stuff together. Like they're starting to figure some stuff out, and like the defense looks good. 
And at the trade deadline, if we just like ship off Mooney, we ship off Jalen Johnson, we ship off Eddie Jackson, we start shipping off all these players and we start trading them just like we did with Roquan and, and, you know, Quinn and everyone else that was doing this. Like at some point you're like, uh, yeah, we're going to be bad because we're all these, a lot of these pieces that are good, make us better. are gone. Um, and we're going to be at the top of the draft again. Yeah. And, and, like, and I think, the, you know, the next couple of weeks, you know, the trade deadline coming, if the Bears start selling some of the veterans who are on expiring contracts, that pretty much tells you everything you need to know about the future of Eberflus and company. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think at that point you're looking at, oops, my bad. Ryan pulls like, and he knows like, I can't keep, I can't miss on a coach. Um, nope. Cause that'll be on him then. Yeah, well, this this was yeah, and this one is a again, it was a kind of a weird hiring scenario for Pools, because uh, he kind of got maybe saddled with Eberflus a little bit potentially from the rumors are right. I don't know the full story. Yeah, I mean yeah. the the my understanding of it is they were interviewing head coaching candidates. They hire Pools to be the GM. They give Pools three guys who they recommend you know from bill polian and, and company yeah 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 right and then and he, then pick he three, picked eberflus out of the three that you know he's, he was asked hey did you think about potentially looking at other people and he said nope i wanted this guy so he i mean you know, whether he was towing the company line or, or actually really liked eberflus you know we don't know right but i i think you're at a point of yeah. polls probably stays and eberflus goes and it, it you know it's we talked about it before. It is the Kevin Warren variable, right? Obviously, you know, yeah. Ted Phillips is gone. Kevin Warren has control of the team. Yeah, and he, he's a football guy. Like, you know, he's he's got some more football experience than Ted did. Bulls. That's we're gonna we're kind of like we're we're prognosticating probably our offseason conversation. Too far, right? We're we that will be happening probably at week 17. We can get more in depth these conversations. For right now, Mike. Andre. We're just going to have to just suck it up and just wait for another week to see if we can uh, maybe get a victory. Yeah. Before we get out of here, Andre, do you see any per- percentage chance that Iberflus is fired tomorrow? I say it's no, but I'm going to ask the question. No. No. I, no, no, no. I think but you're going to give was, him the season, right? No, yeah. And the, and the game was, it, you know, the game was frustrating, but it was close. Yeah. I mean, they were down, they were, they literally had the ball within four minutes driving. And you had a, your rookie quarterback who you put in because your guy got hurt, throws an interception at the you know near the goal line and to seal the, the victory. And so it's just one of those things where it, it's just unfortunate. It's, it's, it's just another what it game is. where it's you had a chance to win it, right? The defense played a lot better, and the offense has been playing better. So no, I don't think he gets fired. No. I would be very surprised if he gets fired. I, I would as well. I, I think he's kind of bought himself the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, and we will see what happens going forward. In any case, we will be back on Thursday evening to preview the game against the Raiders and look over the massive injury list. I'm suspecting that's <laughs> going to come out again. Yeah, because blasting game, I don't think played much after. I mean, it, it might, be a, it might be a double episode on Thursday and one episode just to talk about all the injuries. <laughs> Oh, blasting game did come back in. I did see him come. I know, back. but I I didn't see him much. No, I didn't like, see him much, but. Yeah, we'll see what happens when the injury report comes out. Good God, Bears fall to the Vikings in frustrating fashion. Something in the water, Mike. Uh, man, doing over there? this is 
again and again and again and again we keep saying the same thing in frustrating fashion right i am yeah. i i hate repeating myself like that but it's the only accurate word right too many mistakes too many turnovers and on that note andre as always it is time to say goodbye to the people see ya <laughs> <laughs>